When I was very unwell in hospital, I had what some people might call a near-death experience. It was in this moment that I visited Jesus' garden. It was one of the most profound and joyful moments in my life. The beauty of it was completely indescribable and I remember with such clarity being able to walk and speak in my own voice. Sometimes I think people look at me and wonder how I can believe in an all-powerful, all-loving God. But I can't imagine how spiritually disabled I would be without him. Hello and welcome to the latest instalment of Gospel Impacts, the podcast. Today I'm speaking with somebody who is an incredible inspiration, even to Princes William and Harry, who he's met. A few weeks ago, I did a podcast with Dave Waters of the BBC. He was asked who was his most inspirational guest he had interviewed. And obviously he's interviewed a lot of A-list celebrities. But he said, by far and away, the most inspirational character he'd ever met is my next guest. I thought to myself at the time of Dave's interview, I simply have to try my hardest to get hold of this guy for the podcast because his story had both Dave and I in tears during Dave's interview. Just a bit of his story. My guest mother, while she was pregnant, had a car crash and had to have an emergency C-section. And my guest was born with some severe physical complications, but I'll let him tell you more about those. But it meant that he could only communicate with his eyes. So as you do, at the age of 13, he wrote his autobiography, With His Eyes. It's called I Can Write, E-Y-E, as in I. Simply an incredibly powerful book. I will leave an Amazon link in the description of the podcast and on our website. So it's my pleasure and honour to introduce an incredible man. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan Bryan. Thank you for the impressive introduction. It's an honour to have been invited to take part in this podcast. Obviously, we had to record the podcast a little bit differently this time, but I hope we don't lose the flow, especially as I know Jonathan is incredibly eloquent with his answers. I just hope my questions are as good as his answers. So I've sent the questions before the podcast directly to Jonathan to answer, and his friend will read out the answers to them, and then I will edit those into a full podcast. I am sure you will enjoy this incredible insight into Jonathan's life. Firstly, can you explain the condition you have and the limitations to your everyday life that they cause? I have many conditions, too many to list, but the one that impacts my life the most is cerebral palsy, which has given me a dysfunctional body but left my mind sharp and active. In everyday terms, this means I sit in supportive seating and get around using a wheelchair. I also don't have the muscle coordination to speak, and instead I communicate by looking at letters on an alphabet board held in front of me. Someone on the other side of the board points at where I'm looking and sounds out the words for me. When did you first become conscious that your mum was understanding what you were trying to communicate to her? And talk us through the steps of how you do actually communicate with the outside world. 
I've always understood communication and what people are communicating to me. Prior to being able to spell, I was limited to a smile or a frown to get my thoughts across. When I was seven, I was taken out of my special school for a few hours a day to be taught to read and write at home. After a year and a half, I'd progressed to the point where I could spell out everything I wanted to write and say. Expressing myself in my own words felt like a bird being out, being let out of a cage, free to fly across the sky. Was it scary knowing that you could communicate however you didn't know how to? And what was the moment that your mum or others believed that you could? And how did they go about making that possible? I think if you were to ask my mother this question, she would tell you that she sensed from the beginning that I had a knowing look. She always believed that I was in there, but that I simply didn't have the means to express it in spoken words. I can't say that many others, except for a small few, really felt the conviction she did. She has always been my number one advocate. On paper, many regarded me as an incredibly poorly disabled child. It did not hold out much hope for my future. Having independent thoughts and opinions and a full understanding of the world around me, but being unable to communicate with it was frustrating. There were times, especially when I was attending a special needs school, that I became disengaged. Looking back, this most likely contributed to the widely assumed idea that I lacked any academic ability. It was only when my mother decided to homeschool me that my voice was unlocked and my silent soul began to emerge. Until that point, my identity was smothered by labels and assumptions. It was an isolating place to be. Reading your autobiography shows your incredible talent for writing. But where else do you find joy from? For all my differences, I am much the same as any other young person my age. I enjoy spending time with friends and family. I particularly enjoy baking and have gained somewhat of a reputation for my chocolate brownies. But most of all, I find joy in my personal relationship with Jesus, sharing my life with him. In my interview with Dave, you mentioned a story of you telling your mum you'd like to play in a garden. Could you tell me a bit more about that and how that came about? When I was very unwell in hospital, I had what some people might call a near-death experience. It was in this moment that I visited Jesus' garden. It was one of the most profound and joyful moments in my life. The beauty of it was completely indescribable, and I remember with such clarity being able to walk and speak in my own voice. My time in Jesus' garden served as a message of hope. One day I would return to his embrace, able-bodied and healthy, but for now I was required on earth for a purpose greater than myself. Can you tell us more about your relationship with Jesus? What does it mean to you? You must have faced some pretty difficult times, but also some joyful times. How does your faith make a difference in your life? Something that always resonates with me is that Jesus is not only the Son of God, he is also a human being. He felt joy, suffering and even fear, and I find strength in knowing that he understands. I feel God's presence in my life the most when times are hard. My relationship with God is the most intimate and unique one I have. I can speak to him at any time, in any place, without the use of my board and a communication partner. But 
My relationship with Jesus is also not restricted to the confines and constraints of language, as he shares the emotions, colours and drumbeats of my inner life. I know you set up a charity called Teach Us Too. What did you want to achieve with this charity? And do you have any other inspirational stories that have come out of this charity? Through my charity, Teach Us Too, we campaign for every child to be taught to read and write, regardless of their educational label or disability. We do this through presenting at universities to people who will be working in education, sponsoring training courses to people currently working in education, and sharing stories of good practice. One teacher decided to teach all the pupils in her class literacy and found that although they had the label profound and multiple learning difficulties, all of them were able to learn more and start a communication journey and none of them fitted the label. Sadly, when she taught them, two pupils in the class passed away and their newfound literacy skills enabled them to communicate their grief. You have achieved some amazing things in your life written an autobiography, set up your own charity, you're an advisor to the government, you've met Prince William and Harry. What would you like to achieve over the next 16 years? I'd like to leave a legacy through my charity, Teach Us Too, so that all children are taught to read and write. For non-speaking children like me, literacy gives us the key to having our own voice. Finally, what would be your advice to those who are finding being a Christian tough. Either they're struggling to be different at school or generally for whatever reason they're struggling with their relationship with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus and let his love seep into every part of who you are. When Jesus told us to love others as we love ourselves, he knew that being secure in who we are is the best place from which to serve others. It's the gift he gives us to be sure of who we are. We are created, loved, and given purpose through him. Now, this question was d given to us by Dom Taylor, who is a former uh, Formula One journalist and is in episode four. He asks, if God is all loving, how do you explain suffering that people go through? How have you wrestled with that question in your own life? God is good and suffering was never part of his plan, but... Suffering is not a barrier to God having a plan for you. We need to let God restory our suffering within us. Sometimes I think people look at me and wonder how I can believe in an all-powerful, all-loving God, but I can't imagine how spiritually disabled I would be without him. I know I did say final question, but finally, finally, the question, which is obviously stolen from another podcast, but is a tradition of ours, we would like to know what question you would leave for the next guest. Obviously our listeners don't know who that is, but it'd be lovely for you to ask the question and then when it comes, I will ask the next guest your question. How has your faith changed your view of disability? Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. It's been incredible to do this interview and incredible to actually write to you and hear you back. You're an incredible, inspiring person and I am hoping that people will pick up your book and support your charity and continually pray for your relationship with the Lord. Thank you for joining us and please subscribe to our podcast. It's either on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or even on our website which is gospelimpacts.com. 
And please don't forget to get a t-shirt, which is also in our merch section on that website. Thank you so much and look forward to the next podcast. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Listen.